going on, everybody? Welcome to Buckeye BS on the Best Damn Media Network. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and all that good stuff. What is going on, fellas? What up, what up? Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I don't know how many watch this show, but shout out to my mom. Happy Mother's Day, man. Happy Mother's Day, mom. Yeah, to all the mothers out there, man. Make sure you hold them tight, bro. Yeah, we got we got to get more mothers in the episode, in, in the though. chat, man. Let's see. I got <laughs> to get and see if she's watching the episode. I don't know. Yeah, Buckeye BS loves the moms. <laughs> but yeah, What's man, up, it's a Sue? Sub It's a beautiful day outside. What up, Craig? Good. What Harry? up, Craig? See you. See Roll Tide. See Ah, happy Happy Mother's Day, Tyler, to your friends. Hey, Seymour, hit my phone after the show, man. <laughs> your wife's first Mother's Day. That's awesome. But yeah, man, what's going on? We just uh, came in here. We've been wanting to talk this for a couple weeks now. The 2015 <laughs> versus, well, at least I did. The 2016 versus 2019 defense. Obviously, Elite 11 went on as well. Touch on some more stuff. I think what Tyler Malone transferred at, right after we uh, had the show last week. So we didn't touch on that. So we'll touch on that real quick. But what's going on, fellas? Nothing much. Yeah, we knew we were talking about this because Q cemented it in yet last week's episode. He yeah. said, I'm going to tell you next week's episode is about the 2016 defense versus the 2019 defense, and we're locking it in on this episode right now so no one can change the topic. So we are here to deliver on Q's favorite topic, and we are going to compare the 2016 defense to the 2019 defense. Why was this such a important topic to you what made what made you want to do this topic well as a content creator like myself you know in this lane where i'm bringing you all into you know you you stack your shows with ideas and a lot of people out there was talking about i'm gonna tell my grandchildren about this 2019 defense i'll tell my great grandchildren i was like now hold up we ain't going to act like we ain't seen elite, elite defenses in the last past few years. And I think people forget just how good that 2016 defense was, especially paired with an offense that was nowhere near as good as the 2019 offense. So that's why I want to talk about it. Okay. So how, I think the approach we're going to take for this is we're going to go through each position group and uh, compare position by position and then compare the staffs and then loop back and see after we go through each position how we feel about each defense and which one we think truly is the better defense mm-hmm. yeah but let's um let's let's knock out some house cleaning first because i'm sure that'll get us that'll get us going into the to the well parts of the episode so before that i want to ask y'all opinion because i didn't see much uh much on it on twitter because i wasn't really on there yesterday but the elite 11 came and your boy Aaron nolan balled out let's start with that how do y'all feel about that anybody see him beat Jaden davis which will be in the near future what's going on I'll start with you mike give me your opinion yeah man it was it was great you know from uh what i hear is that Aaron nolan had his uh first win against a team up north quarterback you know and i just think that it's the first of many uh I mean, he the fact that he got an automatic bid, I hear that they're still shuffling through and might give out some other invites and things like that. But the fact that Aaron Nolan stood out above the rest and he just went ahead uh, while they were taking a knee and they were talking to him at the end, he won that right away, which shows I think we got a, a dominant quarterback. Uh, you know, people can talk about, oh, he might have been third on our list or whatever that. But, I mean, I'm I'm happy that we got him. 
What's up, Ron? Yeah, I'm like Mike said, I'm super excited that he got the automatic bid. It shows that like we don't have to hear the favoritism talk if he were to get an invite after not qualifying. So the fact that he earned his way there and won at a, uh, at a regional to get his automatic bid, I think that is awesome. And I think this run on the camp circuit and uh, through this Elite 11 window is really going to uh, turn into a Buckeye ratings bump. I know he was behind Jaden Davis in the rankings before, but we're going to see after this uh, camp circuit who's the top quarterback. And uh, I'd love to see Air uh, jump up to a five-star. And I think he's going to really shine at the Elite 11 finals, not only in the combine setting, but also in the seven-on-seven setting. So we got an exciting window ahead here for um, Air Nolan and uh, camp circuit. So I'm hoping to see a big ratings bump for him. Yeah. Uh, Cam, you got anything? Um, I mean, the 247 guys was reporting about how um, they were kind of making it a competition thing between the two of them uh, with uh, Jaden Davis going back to back with Aaron Nolan. So um, it's kind of telling for uh, basically them to have uh, put themselves in the type of a a one-on-one competition and the uh, camp um decided to say yeah like Aaron Nolan was a guy cut clear and cut and dry so um I think that just goes to show Ryan Day um as a quarterback's uh guru uh understanding being able to recruit and also I think that shows that uh Aaron Nolan is uh ability to take on coaching and 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 work to get better because I mean we've heard rumors about um some guys or guys that were uh not very happy about um being critiqued by coaches uh with their with their gameplay so i see Aaron nolan every time i see him throw i see his i see his release getting a little quicker i see his i see his um mechanics getting a little better so that just shows me that he's working and he's going to come to ohio state um developed and ready to go so i like it yeah i echo that i mean i think i think it's awesome that they let these two guys go out there and really compete on the camp circuit i remember i remember we gave arch a lot a lot of crap for not doing camps and and you know, going out there where other guys are dudes and just trying to compete. And this is what you, you want to see. You want to see these two guys go back to back compete. Hey, Mar- uh, oh, go ahead, Cam. Is there another – wasn't – some? I don't know if it's true or not, but did Jaden Davis purposely go to the Georgia one to compete against Aaron Nolan? Isn't I don't the, know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, but it's so – congratulations, awesome. you played like, yourself. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> I thought I read that he went there purposely to compete against Air, and it backfired. So, so nah, I'm not sure if it was if purposely did, to to go against Air, but, um, you know, they what, what Elite 11 does, they go regional. I'm not sure have they touched uh, Jaden Davis region yet. Um, I mean, that may be the closest because he's in, what, North Carolina, so – Okay, because if they South Carolina, North, North Carolina. North. Okay, because I'm like, if you know, what if he failed in his first attempt at the Elite Eleven in that region? So I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I, I don't see. know, but I'll, I'll give him big credit if he was like, he was like, F it, I'm going to Georgia, I'm going to compete with this guy, and let's see one of the elite around the country, and let's see who makes it out. I mean, I think that would just be an awesome whether you make it or you don't. Yeah, I mean, that that definitely shows, you know, uh, JD's uh, competitive side. That's something that you do like. But it just I, – I just think from the result that we saw, Aaron Nolan is ahead of him uh, developmentally. Like, I mean, yeah. uh, the, you know, Elite 11, like Jaden Davis is a five-star quarterback. Like, they would love to be like – you know, be able to give him that invite 
or whatever, but he showed that he was not developed enough yet to get that invite. So, I mean, hey, and, and, and then you got to think about it, man. I'm sorry, but Aaron Nolan plays better competition too. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure he will. They just, I know they give it to the one spot in the camp, but they'll go back and like issue out advice because yeah. obviously you got to have a pool there instead of just the guy that won. So. So um, I see a comment in the chat from Jimo uh, that Jaden Davis is better than Aaron Nolan. So it makes me want to ask you guys a question. Is Aaron Nolan better than Air Judd, Miami's current quarterback commit? So before we move on, do you think uh, – would you take Air Nolan or Air Judd? Nolan. That's a, that's, a, that's a tough question with Judd's illustrious high school career. But I'm going to go with Aaron Nolan on this one. Not giving Miami no airwaves on this platform, GMO. Keep it pushing, bro. Shout out to Air Nolan, man. Moving on. <laughs> Tired of the motherfuckers oh, down man. there, man. Always trying. Hey, to but JD him. did look like a put great, some fucking trying, like trying a great to hijack back for Air Nolan. I want to say that I'm familiar with your game, GMO man. I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Our guy Craig said Judd is hot dookie. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I haven't seen him play at all. But I'm assuming I don't watch um, much JV high school left football. To be desired, so, so. <laughs> hold on, y'all saying he a JV quarterback? That's what the streets he, say. Yeah, the streets say he plays. <laughs> that's, that's what they say. I mean, sometimes, hey, listen, bro. Like, you got to can't really judge him for that, right? Because sometimes in high school you can get into a battle. Because I mean, look, Dylan Raiola is in a. Big battle at Pinnacle right now that no one knows if he's even going to be the starting quarterback there, and he's the number one quarterback in the nation. So you never know, man. Competition's yeah. competition, all levels, I guess. So I say, yeah. But uh, <laughs> moving on from the elite eleven, we... <laughs> uh, nah, we did, no shade, uh... no shade. I'm ch- I'm just, that's just what I heard. I saw, I heard, I heard. There's a big battle talking. going on in Arizona. We don't know. Oh, about to be. Crazy one. They gonna clip um, you up, Cam. Maybe Georgia should up. offer that other kid, <laughs> bro. Listen, I ain't, I, I'm just, I, I'm just reporting what I heard. I'm just reporting. Yeah, I'm just they gonna the clip you up, pal. One two oh, out there, man. You know what I mean? One quarterback, one state. The other one didn't. I don't know. Oh man, move, move it on the front. <laughs> yeah, we need a yeah, look, y'all, y'all. <laughs> also, too, while you're here, make sure you throw that like. And let and people know if you like what you're seeing, subscribe and uh keep the keep the chats rolling. Um, so so last week we did do our show right before <clears throat> the Tyler Malone commitment. And I did tell Mike I come over here and apologize. So I will apologize to the Ohio State uh I guess football administration. I did not know y'all were serious about football. <laughs> I, I, did, I did apologize for <laughs> for berating you these last few months <laughs> but i will say i think i think we have had an influence in them actually coming out and doing what they need to do i'm selfishly going to say that so the criticism will apply if you if you mess up but i will give credit where credit is due but saying that uh cam i'll, I'll start with you taiwan malone man comes into this defense i think it's another piece just to help the talent level one rise but now we do not really have to worry about a guy who may be working at UPS playing on the the uh, defensive line this season, which is which is comforting. Um, where do you think this makes an impact? Do you think he's going to come in and you know perform way better? Or you, you want think my definitely... honest opinion, bro? Yeah, go ahead. Give me your honest take. Uh, I heard about Taiwan Malone 
Um, I go on YouTube. All I see is baseball highlights. That was a red flag. Uh, I try to go look for spring game highlights. Couldn't find it, but I saw another uh, highlight reel of baseball. And then I hear from the news cycle from our beat talking about the whole process of him coming and playing. And does he really love football? And I hear about baseball again. So, Honestly, I have no expectations of him coming in. I haven't seen any film. Uh, we'll see what he does in spring. I mean, not spring, but in fall camp. But until then, I don't really got nothing. He's big. So I guess that's, you know, a start. He can plug a hole, hopefully, because we had Haskell Gary. He couldn't do that. But Man, it is, oh. mother, man, it is Mother's oh, Day. Oh, no, we did not no. do that. Bro. No, but, no, no. Bro, no, listen, I'm so tired Take of us, bro. I'm so oh, tired, like, bro, like, he's that. like, bro, we're going to hype him up because he's a transfer and he got the SEC badge or whatever. We don't got no film of him, bro. Show me him playing football. And that's that's fine. I'm, just, I'm just not about to let you sneak this ass yeah, like that, though. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. Take all about. that that's hate fine. out of your heart. I don't, it's I don't mind. I don't mind your criticism about Taiwan, but, man, that, that Haskell hate is ridiculous, bro. Yeah. So before – Go ahead, so, Rock. Yeah, man, I think it's a great signing. We were one injury away from Cam having to tap into his COVID year and fucking jump onto our defensive line. So I think it is a great ad, whether he plays or not. It's a huge depth piece that we needed. Um, and all, he hits dingers. Like, how can you not love this dude? I don't give a fuck if you can find spring highlights or not. This man is 310 pounds in the SEC hitting dingers. And I love that. And I think he's going to be a great addition to the uh, to the Buckeyes. But after this portal cycle, Lane Kiffin has to be sitting in his office thinking about Ryan Day like, I'm pussy? Like, he's just coming and taking whatever he wants off of that team. Give me your defensive tackle. Give me your cornerback. We're trying to win a national championship up here up north. So Lane Kiffin has to be looking around like, I didn't know Ryan Day and I had fucking beef because it has to be smoke after this. You come and take two potential starters from that defense and you bring them to Columbus and say, come compete. Lane Kiffin has to be livid with Columbus right now. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, this is exactly, you know, everybody know when we talked about what should we be getting out the portal, you know, I always say offensive tackle and I say defensive tackle for depth because like Ryan alluded to, we one injury away from not having depth. Mind you, we didn't have uh, Mike Hall or Tyleek Williams out there enough last year like they should have been. This is the depth piece that we needed. We could talk about, oh, he played baseball at Ole Miss and all that stuff. He was not serious about football at Ole Miss. The, the, what I love about our staff is at Ohio State, we said, nah, pick one or don't come, right? Now you're talking about one of the best D-line coaches going to be able to develop him. You're talking about he's not going to be fluctuating weight from football and baseball anymore. Like, he's all in on football now. I think this is exactly what we need. No, I don't expect him to come in day one, be a starter or anything. But I think when we get in the middle of the season and you're talking about, like, having them fresh legs, having them fresh bodies, trying to keep people healthy. We know Larry Johnson likes to rotate. How is this not perfect for us? How? I mean, you now you now you got hella deputies. You got uh, the Hamilton. You got a hero, and then you got Mike Hall. That, that's now we got a total of five, five guys. If one guy gets hurt, then you only got four. So I, I think this was huge, man. Um, and you go back to his highlights from high school 
when you when you're able to see him, he snaps off the page. You could tell that he has something to work with. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. As long as he's got something to work with, it's better than than, than nothing. And we seem to have the injury bug every every season. Somebody getting hurt, doing something that we never see or or hear about. So. It's good to at least have five to roll. I feel like this defense is going to be very solid this season. And he's talented, bro. I mean, a year or two, he may really develop to start to pop out. He hasn't done much yet. But, you know, there's no development like Ohio State development. You know, developed here. But hey, uh, hey, real quick, Q, before we move on, I want to jump into this comment from Gmo again because it's continuing a trend to wrap up each segment. Miami has a comment hating on a recruit that they missed out on. So, again, yeah. to bring this full circle, we started the first segment with Aaron Nolan, Miami's QB1, Buckeye. Their top portal target, Taiwan Malone, they prepared the bag for him, Buckeye. So, again, Gmo, I appreciate you tapping in and acting like you don't want these recruits. But they also, are uh, for Ty, um, yeah, bro, you're right. We got the bottom three to SEC. Uh, we probably should have went to the conference USA instead and found a starter like you guys. So we'll 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 keep that we'll keep that uh, noted next time. Sheesh! This dude, damn crazy. <laughs> hey, but I do want to say uh, uh, shout out, mighty tide. I do want to say shout out to that new uh, collective. I think it's what the eighteen seventy cohesion or something like that, or eighteen ninety cohesion. Uh, shout out to them because um, I believe that uh, they had something to do with uh taiwan's uh recruitment you know um people i mean ryan day wasn't able to hit the portal very very hard the first time around but somehow we got the resources and we got everything to where we can get some guys so hey shout out to sue miami is down bad yes I mean, like, like shout i told to you foundation too real quick too i saw brandon yeah. is touched on on campus grab him his charger I'm not seeing the Alabama haters saying we was giving out chargers in 08. Like, uh, but anywho, <laughs> what was you about to say, Cam? <laughs> like, like we saw, like we talked about earlier, though. Like, keeping it a bean, like, bro, like we got a lot to prove. Um, with like interior D line, like recruiting, like we can't, we can, like we, we, we still have yet to produce a high draft pick at that position. So right now we're just we need we need to get get that position in order so we can t- continue the momentum uh or start momentum going forward with recruiting that position. So I'm hopefully I'm hoping that Malik uh not Malik but um uh, Michael Hall, Tyleek Williams um jump start that process and we go into next year with uh Hero and then we could probably start getting more guys out of the portal um at that position. But there's a lot more to be desired with our production at and the interior D line as far as the three tech and the shade goes. So not impressed. So I'm 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 waiting to see it. I mean I, I was I know I took a shot at high school Garrett and all that, but I mean his 21 campaign was absolutely awful. And that's all on Larry Johnson. So, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm I'm sorry, I can't lie. So like our interior D line play has not been up to par. They mo- hold on, Cam. Yeah. Yeah. They, hold on, Cam. Did Haskell Garrett play the same position that he played in twenty twenty? It don't matter, bro. Two gap, two gap, and he's three hundred pounds, right? So, so you mean to tell me? So, so you mean to tell me if you play a three tech, if I play the three tech, that and then, and I move over to one to a one high, I'm just all of a sudden just not a good football player. Was he not dominant? I'm not playing half body anymore, and I have to play full body ahead of his up, up top of the center. 
and and get skinny on a couple double teams. Cam, I'm just completely I'm, inebriated at the football. Cam, player, I'm about to right? send you the video, so I'm gonna need my twin. Go ahead. I'm yeah, gonna send, send you my, my cash. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how good? <laughs> and how good you gonna look next to Jerron Cage? Let's just be honest, yeah, bro. I'm I'm or Jerron Vincent. Hey, nobody blocking him. Hey, Jerron Cage. Jerron <laughs> um, Vincent. Jerron uh, Vincent. Spider Man meme. No, 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 hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no, he's in a pod, hell no, hell no, he's in a pod, nah, you on your own on this one, you on your own on this one, fuck that, but anyway, speaking of defense, no, 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 we can't play our five stars, what? crazy, you think we're Georgia, are we Georgia, we don't play five stars, come on, man. Right, defense, we're going to hop into this 2016 versus 2019. Ron, I'll let you go ahead and preference this and let us know what's good. So, yeah, we are going to go through each position group and compare the 2016 defense to the 2019 defense. And we're going to go through and pick which position group we would take if we were, uh, I guess, building a combination of the two defenses. So whichever position group you take over the other ones. And then uh, we're also going to go through the coaching staff and then come back full circle and uh, pick a defense that we would take between the two. So um, we'll kick it off with the defensive ends. Mike, which group would you take, 2016, 2018? I don't know if you have the depth charts up in front of yep, them, in I front do. of you if you want to go ahead and preview those guys. Yeah, uh, you're talking about the defensive ends from 2016. Uh, on that roster, you had Sam Hubbard, Jalen Holmes, Nick Bosa, Tyquan Lewis, Rashad Berry, and uh, Jonathan Cooper at defensive end. Uh, I'm gonna have to take that. Uh, who else was on the tw- who was on the 2019? Oh, and then the 2019 on 2019 defensive end, you had Tyreek Smith, Zach Harrison, Tyler Friday, Chase Young, and Jonte John Baptiste, JJB, current Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason. He's like, like, bro, man, I'm, I'm. All right, so y- y'all Great want me to pick first? Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking freaking 20, 2016 all day. You're talking about Sam Hubbard still doing stuff in the NFL. Talking about Jalen Holmes still doing stuff in the NFL. Tyquan Lewis still doing stuff in the NFL, bro. There's a lot like, of NFL now. I mean, yeah, you're talking about production. four guys. But- yeah, you're talking about four guys for NFL production, bro. Like, I, I gotta take them. Didn't Draymond just get paid too? I mean, didn't bro, Draymond just get paid? Bro, Josh Pate just went through about all the all the top uh, championship teams and and what they have and, and how it correlated to success. You have to have NFL calibers on defense, not just no, not just no seven, no no fifth rounds and all of that stuff. No, you got to have top guys on the defense, and we had that in 2016, bro. Which, if anybody remembers 2016. Helped out the secondary tremendously. Yeah, Go ahead, um, I'll follow with that. Yeah, that that 2016 D line was stupid. And I think people just forget like how how crazy that D line was. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Jalen Holmes was what a third round pick, or he was a second or third. Tyquan Lewis was a second. Um, obviously, Nick Bosa was very active, top five pick, and uh, Sam Hubbard. Was what third? Was he third round? Third or fourth round? They all got second. I'm talking about all got second contracts. Yeah, yeah, high round pick guy. I just I just remember that defense. 
uh, just coming in and just fucking rotating guys. And it was just like every down, it was a pass rush. These dudes really dominated, especially on the defensive end. I don't, I don't think it's close. I mean, Chase Young kind of carried that bunch and was really dominant, especially because John the Cooper was hurt that year and didn't didn't really help much. And a young Zach Harrison. So that that on oh, the defensive inside, that twenty the twenty sixteen defense clears majorly. Yeah. Cam. They pretty much touched on it all, man. Ain't really much to say, bro. I mean, once you <laughs> hit Tyreek Smith, Zach Harrison, and Tyler Friday, and it's just like right, next next speaker. So <laughs> see, I guess I'm gonna be the only one to go out here on a limb and say yeah, yeah, most... we're about to go to the next position group. That's easy. That we're talking about on. we're talking about uh freshman Nick Bosa. We're talking about <laughs> prime Chase Young. Chase Young had 16 and a half sacks that year and was a fucking complete game wrecker. I'm going with the 2019. Just just because of the pure production of the top end from Chase Young. What? You do remember. Hey, hold on. You do remember Nick, Nick Bosa Nick, got hurt. Got hurt. And we still was producing. If Chase Young got hurt, you think we're going to produce? No, nah, Bosa got hit, hurt in 18. Hurt in 18. Oh, yeah, okay. This he is, was, Nick, yo, Bosa. This is Nick Bosa as a freshman. He had five sacks, which was oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was crazy production as a freshman. But he didn't even start that year. Like, that would have led our defense this year, by the way. That would that would have led our defense in sacks. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just going with 2019 just from the pure destruction of Chase Young. But, I mean, I can and, see where you guys go the other way. The room is completely stacked as far as top to bottom and depth. And, wow, 19 did not have the depth. I still think that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you going to. Did 19 pure, have the sack you're numbers pure, even including Chase Young? Look, I'm not, I'm not hating on Chase Young at all. But when you say, like, pure destruction, what games are you talking about him um, having an impact on, like, as far as, like, pure destruction? Like, I, I feel I like remember, he had an impact on every game. Clemson. I mean, he didn't. He didn't have the production, but he had. He had an impact on that game. I remember watching that game back on twenty two. He was. He was a lot of times rushing a QB. I mean, I mean, I'm listening. He was in New York, bro. So it's like that's what I'm saying. He's a Heisman Heisman level defender. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I get that, but as far as the production, I mean, we haven't seen. I would sure love to see sixteen and a half sacks from a single player. In Columbus this year, I don't think it's gonna happen. But I mean, that oh, was no, a fucking no, 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 no. that was that no. that season was insanity. So I mean, as, when you look top to bottom, I think the 2016 uh, DN room was more stacked. But I mean, out of pure production, out of those two particular seasons, Chase Young. Was Hold on, the, Chase Chase Young was most dominant defensive end that in in those two years that were comparison. Nah, uh, of course, of course, of he course is single handedly. What I'm talking about, he didn't. There was nobody with him. <laughs> like, Quick man. question. So you're telling me, you're telling me, as a as a head coach, Ryan, uh, you'd I rather go it. into the season with the 2019 defensive ends instead of the 2016 defensive ends? If I know that I'm getting prime Chase Young, yes. Right, that's just me, cause you you can take you take one guy, but you can't you can't take out two. We can agree to disagree, so we <laughs> will on. now move on to the interior and fill out. Before, before we move, line. before we move on, let me address one thing I'm saying in the in the comments. So uh, you're saying a D line lost to Clemson two, and you're taking 2016 Bama. Our 2016 defense with a freaking anemic ass offense that couldn't move the ball the entire Terrible. game. 
played better than Alabama did in that national championship against Deshaun Watson. Go watch the numbers. Go look at the numbers. And they were on the field the entire game. So imagine if we had an offense with a fucking pulse. I don't want to hear that shit, bro. Yeah, 16 Ohio State defense clears Alabama, and I can talk about it with you later. Next. So, yeah, we're going to move on to the interior. Mike, I'm going to pitch it to you. Are you going with the 2019 interior or the 2016? Go ahead and give us a preview of who that is. All right. On the interior in 2016, we had Draymond Jones, Devon Hamilton, Sean Cornell, Michael Hill, locked up, uh, Robert Landers. Um, in 2019, we had Devon Hamilton, Robert Landers, Tommy Togia, Jayshon Cornell, Haskell Garrett, and Antoine Jackson. Uh, I want to start off with Cam. Cam, why don't you go ahead and tell us your uh, D-tackle group that you're picking? All right. Let's look, bro. Michael Hill, Robert Landers, Draymond Jones, Devon Hamilton, Jayshon Haskell Garrett. Man. I don't know, bro. Because I mean, you got you got Togiai, who you know did his thing. Um, Devon wasn't bad, but I just don't. This is tough. I told y'all before we got on the show. I was like, I, the, the the interior D line is interchangeable for me, honestly. Um, I guess I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the uh, 16, bro, because I just saw um, Haskell Garrett uh, let Michigan just violate our interior defense for four quarters. So, man, I gotta go. I gotta. That is cap. I gotta go. I gotta go. I got. I've watched these men uh, hold their own in the trenches um, and not give up. so you hear the overlap between those two defensive lines when you compare 16 yeah. and 19. Jay Sean Cornell and Devon Hamilton were both on that 16, 16 team, and they both had outstanding years in 19. Those two combined for uh, 10 sacks, 17 uh, tackles for loss, um, and then with the depth with uh, Haskell and Tommy and knowing the careers that they had behind them. I'm going with the 19 as the interior. I mean, I know they probably benefited from – you know what I mean? Has sacks and things like that with Chase being a disruptor and things like that. But um, the the push that they had and their disruption in the backfield, I'm going with uh, Jay Sean Cornell and Devon Hamilton in that 2019 uh, defensive tackle pairing. What about you, Q? Uh, man, it really looks like it's the same from, from the one. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like really nothing. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But those guys were freshmen. You yeah, know what so I mean? We're contributing in 19. So we're going, with, we're going with the freshman with, I mean, we had Draymond Jones. Makes you feel like this is missing something because I cannot feel like it's going to be the same D-line all starting as freshman. But I'll, I'll double check that in a second, make sure. They but weren't starting here, as freshmen. I mean, it was Jay, It was Draymond Jones and uh, Michael Hill. Okay. So in those, 16. Then. Right. Devon, I mean, Jay Sean Cornell were the, freshmen the, on that the team. The thing about the 2016, bro, you got uh, Draymond Jones, NFL guy, Devon Hamilton, NFL guy, or whatever. 2019, uh, you would pick 2019 off of production alone. But uh, I yeah, mean, I would take. I, I just feel like they had their production because motherfuckers was triple teaming Chase Young. I mean, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the 2019 defense. I mean, I remember. Them really coming, I remember just, like in them in the Clemson game really just reminded me of how much Davon Hamilton and BB Landers were really disruptive. 
in that 2019 year. Um, I don't, I remember Draymond Jones, but I don't really remember maybe because the exterior, the ex, what am I say? Yeah, exterior was so good. The interior kind of just kind of gets forgotten for that 2016 de- defense. So I will take the 2019. Before we move on to linebackers, Sue had a great question that I think we are going to tackle uh, on next week's episode or the episode after that. When are we going to have an elite defense with an elite offense? Will it happen this year? I think Sue might have just pitched us a whole episode idea, and we're going to put that in our back pocket and save that for another day, Sue. But I think that might be a full episode for us here in the next week or so. So we move on to linebackers. Mike, go ahead and tell us who the linebackers are and let us know which position group you were taking. Yeah, so linebackers in 2016, you had Chris Worley, Jerome Baker, Raekwon McMillan, Craig Fader, Jerome Baker, Dante Booker, and Joe Berger from the 2016, right? In 2019, everybody's favorite. You got Pete Warner, Justin Hilliard, Tuff Borland, Baron Browning, Dallas Gant, Malik Harrison, Kayvon Pope, Taraji Mitchell. I'm going with uh, 2016, bro. I'm sorry. Anything with Tuff Borland just brings everything down. Uh, uh, Dallas Gant couldn't even get on the field at Ohio State. Uh, Taraji Mitchell couldn't even get on the field at Ohio State. Um, Five-star film monster, too. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I just – I just got to go with freaking, uh, 2016, bro. I mean, Chris Worley might not have done anything really in the NFL, bro, but he had that hungry mentality, that Cleveland mentality. We already know Jerome Baker still doing stuff in the NFL. Raekwon Millen was an NFL guy. Uh, Jerome ba- uh, Baker was in And then you got uh, Dante Booker, who I think was battling injuries in 2016, but he still was serviceable whenever he did get in there. So I, I got to go with 2016. And they actually had a linebacker's coach. I just – I got before we move on, I got to give a shout-out to Austin. He's been in the chat cooking this whole episode. I think he saw uh, 2016 and knew he wanted to hear whatever we had to say about that defense. I think he heard what the show topic was and came in here with 31 – to nothing on a billboard ready to hang up the whole time. <laughs> if he was in the studio audience, he would just have a sign that said 31 nothing the whole episode. But uh yeah, dude, I agree with everything Mike said there. He he's he t- touched in right on what I was uh thinking when we got the linebackers. I cannot pick anything that includes Tough Borland. And that's pretty much the you know totality of my analysis there. Q, what do you think? Yeah, I'm mainly rocking with y'all. That 2019 defense, if we all remember, the linebackers were kind of the mark a lot of times, especially especially in that Clemson game. They were the they were the marks. Funny enough, these two defenses both played Clemson at the end of the year. But um, yeah, they were the mark. Obviously, Tough Borland does not help that, and they just sat Taraja Mitchell and all those young guys and never gave them a shot and to, to put any pop into that defense. And obviously, we see where their careers went. So, yeah, 2016, Jerome Baker, people forget, maybe the last, man, I'm trying to think, is he the last dominant, like, dominant linebacker we've had? 
Is he? Stop it. Stop it. What? We have a Hall of Fame linebacker in Tommy Eichenberg right now. I was quiet and I was waiting for Q to cap because all of y'all capping right now. That's what I'm saying. Tommy Eichenberg, did something happen? Let me check my time. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. I'm sick and tired. I don't he, care about Tommy Eichenberg. We're talking about 16 and 19. I'm <laughs> sick of the disrespect of Pete Warner bought Ohio State fan base, bro. Nah, Pete, Pete Warner's Warner. the best linebacker on this list by far, bro. He's better than Jerome. He's better the than Andre. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on now. He, Time out, bro. Go back and watch Pete Warner. Go back and watch Pete Warner tearing in the seams, buzzing in the flats, fucking guard. Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker. What do you mean, Mister? Did Jerome Baker have a pick six? Bro, my man came into the league as a rookie. My man came into the league as a rookie, bro. Balling, bro. Stop bro. it. Jerome Baker. Bro, that man Jerome Baker was different. <laughs> bro, we were so about. mad that we did not get many, many years of like. And look who Jerome. Jerome bro, you know what? Y'all got it. Listen. Bro, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did Jerome hey, Baker not so turn out to we, be better hey, than Rayquan McMillan? Can we interchange? Because I think we all agree if we were to put Baron Browning in at middle linebacker, like you said, Mike, that 2019 defense looks a lot different with Tuff Borland out there, right? I agree. So if you interchange the two with him and Pete Warner, it's a conversation, correct? I don't know. I, I, don't think, like I, mean, I think Pete would still be Pete. No, I'm saying if you put if you take out Tuff and put Baron Browning in there as the the Mike Backer and have Pete at will, I'm feeling like that's fucking with uh Raekwon and Jerome. I feel Honestly. like it would have a better a better chance yet. No, Pete was yeah. a very good linebacker. Yeah, I wouldn't say sleep he was on nobody so taking, like, nobody's I'm taking anything no, away. I'm just not yeah, gonna put say he's ahead of Jerome Baker. No, hell no. But I feel like in 2015, Jerome Baker was dominant. Like he like straight out the gate, it was, was like, whoa, wondering. like wait a second. So before uh we're about to move on to the secondary, and I think um we were gonna have corners and safeties but i think we're picking the same team once we break down these rosters so i'm going to make it a full-on secondary comparison mike so give us the 2016 corners and safeties and then give us the 2019 corners and safeties because i mean when you hear these i think this is a no-brainer this is crazy let's hear that 2016 team mike 2016 your cornerbacks were garyon conley Damon Arnett, Marshawn Lattimore, and Denzel Ward with the safeties over top as Malik Hooker, Eric Smith, Damon Ward, and Jordan Fuller. In 2019, we had Damon Arnett, Cam Brown, Jeff Okuda, Seven Banks, Sean Wade, Amir Reed, uh, Marcus Williamson. And because we were doing the one high, we only had uh, one safety position, which uh, was led by Jordan Fuller, Josh Proctor, uh, Marcus Hooker and Jocelyn Wynn. Now, I'm going to go ahead and take the whole 2016 secondary. Uh, you're talking about first rounder Garyon, first rounder Damon, uh, first rounder Marshawn, first rounder Denzel uh, Ward. Mind you, uh, Damon Arnett had that dog in him. Malik Hooker, one of the best safeties that we have seen. Uh, like I said, one of the best safeties we have seen coming out of Ohio State, bro. Like, I, I have to take them, bro. Like, 
compared to that 2019, talking about Cam Brown, undrafted. You're talking about uh, Amir Reek got sexed up by, uh, uh, what's his name? Trevor Lawrence cut him up in the goddamn CFP, bro. Marcus oh, Josh Proctor. No, no, hold on. Amir Reek got cut up in a, a Clemson game, too. They, they both might have. Yeah, they, they definitely <laughs> both got cut up. But then you got Marcus Williamson, Mr. That, that my, his head didn't even know. His head was never attached to his body. Um, Marcus Hooker, he was too busy getting drunk and couldn't even get on the field. Like, bro, like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Allegedly, allegedly. Okay, allegedly. 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 I mean, he got kicked off the team. So. Holy smokes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what you got to do? Holy. This man was had to throw it out there. Nigga drinking E and J on the sideline. Drunk ass nigga. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, oh. Jesus Christ. I'm just keeping it real out here, man. Yeah. Hey, before uh, Mike accuses anybody else of having a substance abuse issue, I'm going to move on to the corner. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about uh, the lead that Mike buried. Malik Hooker, man, PA boy, uh, turning up. He had seven interceptions that year. When I pulled up the stats, it I, it took me back because, man, we don't intercept the ball on defense anymore. And I was adding up all the interceptions. It was 15 just between the two corners and Malik Hooker. Like, I mean, that's a no-brainer there. Uh, the ability to take the ball away. And that was one thing I know. I know Cam said 19 and 16. That's all we're talking about. Man, Jim Knowles, they told us he was going to come take the ball away. He was going to gamble. He was going to come create turnovers. Where are they? I just need someone to fucking intercept the ball. I want to see our defense posing <laughs> for pictures do that, after Cam? touchdown. I want to see them. I, I want to see them having a good time scoring. I don't want, you know what I mean, uh, JTT to have to do his Malik Hooker impression out there. Like, come on, Bro, one of our wow. corners what need is, to intercept the ball. What Go was ahead, Jim Knowles supposed to do when he calls a zero blitz that hits and Cam Brown doesn't have the athletic goal That's to another sit on a five-yard oh, out-round pick pick it. Corners because it don't Cam make Brown no sense. It's really, it's like, all right, so I, I criticize Jim Knowles too, but it's like, when you watch the film, we called that we called that zero uh we called that barrel blitz against Michigan and they get in Tommy Eichenberg your boy gets in untouched literally <laughs> there's only one place the ball can go right if you're a cornerback at Ohio State with a higher understanding you're squatting and saying this blitz this a gap blitz is about to hit you see that shit go and hit they can only run quick game right it's either going to be a fade a slant or an out route and Cam Brown's just sitting there scared to fucking death. And gives up an 80-yard touchdown on the out route. That should have been picked because J.J. McCarthy, one, has a noodle arm, and two, went to Michigan. So, like, I don't understand. I don't, like, I don't, I don't, like, it's just like we did not have the talent, bro. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming Jim Knowles. I've the, I've been dealing with this, bro. Sorry, I'm getting my bro. We supposed to be on 2016, 2019. This turned into no, the no, Buckeye no, no, therapy hey, couch. No, no, no. I'm gonna. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna. Hey, I'm posting some content later in the week, specifically about our coaching and some takes of the fucking. Nah, week. next and week I'm gonna we'll post that. Jump into that, but let us. Who are you taking? 2019, 2016 secondary Q. Who you got? 
Um, yeah, man. So honestly, I think this um I think this corner battle is really like a, a deadlock, right? Because if you really think about it, and I'm I'm gonna say this a little bit, even though Damon Arnett in theory was not a first round pick, he was a first round pick. I mean, he but I don't think he played at first round pick level, but I also think him him and Sean Wade also with Jeff Okuda is a very, a very near, as close as probably we'll get for a long time comparison to what those boys were doing in 2016 at corner with Marshawn Lattimore. Now, I don't think we had the top end talent, but I think that is a very, very close. Like, you you, you could somewhat argue it a little bit, but you don't on? have quite top end talent. But I would still take the 2016 out of that. I mean, there's no question. Those is this guys mic are, on? Is, Thank you. Looking yeah, for whatever, looking whatever for signs of intelligent life. What the fuck yeah, was that? The You're smoking. Whatever you whatever you smoking, take that shit back to the plug, bro. What the hell? Three for three corners playing at first round level versus three corners playing at first round level. Like, I mean, how many times do we go every actual first rounders versus three niggas that I got said drafted that, in the though. first I round? I said it doesn't have the high end <laughs> talent that 2016 had. I said that. You talking about four first rounders, bro? Oh, I'm talking about seven banks couldn't even play at Ohio State. Okay, one, one, don't say four first round. No, seven banks played at Ohio State. We watched them in a blender against Alabama. Exactly, couldn't play at Ohio State. That came in against Oklahoma and immediately gave up a touchdown. Let's not not act like the man was locking shit down in 2016. Who are you talking about? I don't care. He was better than them. But but I'm saying, you you said four first rounders. He was better than seven. Am I wrong or am I right? Mm. He's better than Cam Brown. Am I wrong or am I right? Absolutely nah, I right. Cam Brown. Like not even. Like, okay, you got Amir Reed and Marcus Williamson as well, man. I mean, what the heck? Okay, if you want to put him in the category of Sean Wade, okay. You know what I'm talking about, anyway. Talking about Sean Wade, like we ain't see that man play in 2020. Nigga, we know who that no, is. I'm not doing <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and he had turf toe allegedly. I'm not doing yeah, allegedly. That's why he was playing like that. He had turf toe and he, and he switched doing... the scheme. They put him on the outside, he's not an outside guy. Yeah, I'm not uh, doing years we ain't discussing. Yeah, he, he fell apart last next season. But on, anyway, <laughs> yeah, you go to the you go to the safeties, and it's, it's not a question. I mean, Malik Hooker. Was 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 ridiculous. He was an alien, obviously. Probably maybe the the best safety I've seen probably play at Ohio State. So um, yeah, it's 2016, no question. What about the safeties? I just said Malik Hooker. Yeah, Malik Hooker. I mean, (laughs) oh okay. Did did you give us? Did you give us your secondary? David Webb was solid. So Uh, the best safety ever seen play at Ohio State is a. Reach, but I'm gonna touch that later, bro. Uh, Who let's said see. that? <laughs> I, I said <laughs> one of the best. I said there, one of the best. Oh, Cam was said the best. Cam was trying to. Cam's trying to hate because he's a Whippy All Star. Nah, guy. bro, the best. All right, Whippy All right, great. But be- before um, we move, all right, we're about to move on and wrap this up. So, uh, we want to give our um. We're going to pick a total defense and pick a coordinator, too. We're going to combine these two segments, and you tell us which defense you're taking over the two of the two in totality and give me which coordinator and defensive staff you are taking. Mike, start us off. Oh, damn. Uh, I mean, you're going to give me Larry Johnson for the all uh, D-line, Luke Fickle, linebacker, uh, Kerry Combs at cornerback. Um, and... 
Greg Schiano was the safeties coach, but like if I have to pick a defensive coordinator, uh, I would just pick Jeff Halfley with this 2016 defensive staff, right? Like I'm not going to pick Schiano because obviously what I saw from Schiano, it was the players that he had or whatever that already had some type of experience from an actual freaking defense. But as soon as Luke Fickle left, Greg Schiano was trash. So you got to give me Jeff Halfley. Q, how about you? Uh yeah, for recording, give me give me Jeff Halfley. But um, can we can we put on unsolved mysteries? What the fuck happened with 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 Greg Schiano between 2016 and 2017? You want to talk about guys drinking or something? I don't know. I don't know what if he was taking acid before those games in 2017 <laughs> because this defense does not even resemble the defense it did the next year. It was just like I was like I don't know what happened. That was one of my famous mysteries of Ohio State football. What happened between those two years? But yeah, Cam, they were. I don't know. I'm still thinking, man. Come back to me. Q, those guys were already developed before Shiano got to him. No, I, I understand that, but we're going to act like that 2017 defense, like all the talent didn't walk out the door. A good no, not all of it, but you could start seeing it. Did, did you start seeing a decline in 17? 17 did not decline. Seven clean stepped off Mount Everest. Like, it, it was not like, <laughs> that was not a decline. <laughs> that was a straight, like. No, I was about to say like, 18. That, 18 was the Mount was Everest like, drop. It was like, that jersey says Baker. Well, 2018. I, somebody else is playing. That's the issue with us Because of Billy Davis. The issue with us in 2018 is that we couldn't stop the pass, but we were elite against the run, except for when we lost to Purdue. But other than that, like, we were pretty good against the run in 2018. We could not stop the pass whatsoever, though. So to wrap this up, Cam, which one you got? Nineteen or sixteen, and who's your coordinator? I got nineteen, and give me Jeff Halfley. Okay, I'm gonna go with sixteen and the sixteen staff. Um, give me Luke Fickle. He's a head coach for a reason. Greg Schiano is a head coach for a reason. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Bill Belichick hired Greg Schiano after his disastrous stint with Ohio State to be his defensive coordinator for the Patriots. So well I'm they all became head coaches. So yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go yeah. It's true. Um I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with 16 and the 16 staff. Um we appreciate everyone for pulling up for Buckeye BS. Uh make sure you're subscribed, smash that like button. Mike tell them where they can find you at. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at 216 underscore wild boy. You'll catch me in spaces and uh, you can catch me on the TL, man. Uh, I've been cooking up a lot of people on the TL who don't know football. So uh, if you if you catch me on the TL, you better come correct. What about you, Q, as Cam smashes some wildlife? Bro, I just had a spider in my fucking hair, bro. Oh, what the man. fuck? That little bitty ass thing, bro. Bro, time out. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that was the wildest shit. I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is going on? Y'all see me playing with my head, bro, and it just fucking... All right, my bad, bro. Go ahead, bro. Oh, that shit fucking... Where can they find you, IQ? Bro. <laughs> bro, I'm freaking out right now. I'm sorry. I'm Cam over here acting like he off the mummy returns. Nah, bro, I'm trying to keep it clear, bro, oh but that goodness. shit just blew me just now, bro. I'm like, bro.
Let me be a professional. If you, if you want to find bro. me, um, I'm also on Twitter at CityBoyQuinn on, on Instagram at Flying at Johnson. <clears throat> also do movies here on YouTube at Monterey League Films. And also cooking up ideas like the 2016-2019 defense, which I thought 2016 was better. So that's what do do, I do. Do you hmm? do a daily short segment too? Ah, you're right. Yeah, um, I'm contractually obligated to do Q's news every day. I will pick out my – oh, actually, you forgot something else too. But I will pick out my favorite news story and let you all know about it. And I just want some feedback. So if you're on Twitter – you're on TikTok. I mean, they probably make it to YouTube as well. Weigh in and let me know. I'm going to find some crazy stuff that's fun to talk about. So we'll do that up there. And also, I wanted to plug, um, I did talk with Chris. So we're going to do our State of the Program next week. So that will, again, be live. I believe it will be here on Thursday. And I think his might be on um, live on Tuesday. But I'll, I'll double check on that. But his will go up. Part one will go up on Tuesday. Part two will go up here on Thursday. So. That's all I got. Go ahead, Ron. Cam, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at I Know Things nineteen um, um, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for uh, for you know uh, supporting us at Best Damn Media. Me and uh, Cleveland Mike, we got something cooking for y'all. We're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna put that out probably this weekend. Um, uh, just a, a another another little content piece that we uh that we thought about uh regarding um just more of like the X and O's of football side of things and 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 um stuff that we feel like people want to hear about um regarding Ohio State football and college football. So we're gonna um start pumping out more content for you guys that way as well. So we hope for you guys to support that and uh thank you for coming. Yeah, and you can find me at two underscore T-E-E-S, two T's on Twitter, two T's on Twitch. You can find me at two shiesty on TikTok. Make sure you guys are tapping into Q's News on uh, the Best Damn Media TikTok. It's available on our Instagram, YouTube shorts. And yeah, uh, look out. Uh, we will have way more Best Damn Media content on the way. And we appreciate you guys tapping in with us every week. Thank you, and make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on this episode. Thank you, guys. We are here every Sunday at 10. We'll be here. Get out of there. Disrespect the Indian. Man, spiders out of control. That's what Spider-Man, man. Spider -Man, man. Okay, we got